This is the Watch Post podcast, which you'll find at watchpost.org. Well, good morning, flock of God, and welcome back to another week. Today, we're going to talk about how there is not life in all these efforts that we're often so busy with. I'm talking about we, you know, get up at 4 a.m. and we run around and we make sure we exercise two hours a day and we we eat only spinach and smoothies and, you know, we, we do all these yoga meditations, that kind of thing. Um, this is going to be an incredibly unpopular topic, but I think it's very important for us to look at um, because a lot of us are building our lives after these things. And this is not what we are called to as Christians. It is not where life is found. Um, and it's ultimately going to be contrary to Christ. It's going to be living in the wisdom of the world. And what it's ultimately building for us is only going to be conceit and selfish ambition. So the verse I'm going to use today for this is going to be 1 Timothy 4 verses 7 through 8. It says, have nothing to do with irrelevant silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So what's important for us to look at here is a couple of issues. First, that ambition is not sacred. And this is something I think so many of us don't realize. I certainly did not realize this for a very long time. Ambition has to be looked at at what we are ambitious for. When we are living after these things, when we are living for the shape of our body, and you can you can act like you're not, but you are living for that. When we are living for a way to, to, to find life outside of Christianity, whether it's just simply doing yoga, but wanting that to be our spiritual strength, our spiritual life, or when we're living, you know, eating all this healthy food and trusting that to be what gives us you know, strength and purpose and a, a trust for the future. When we're living after these things, we really need to realize that ultimately what all of that is serving, no matter how good it appears to us, it is only serving ourselves. What we have to understand is that our ambition has to always be tested upon whether it is for Christ and godliness or if it's for self and conceit. And yet so often we continue to permit ourselves to walk in these things. We continue to say it's okay. We continue to try to grasp Christ with one hand and with the other, continue to live selfishly for our vain image of self. We live for our appearances and the approval of man um, and to be desired after all these disgusting ways of living. We, we live for a conceit where we try to pursue anything that makes us feel like we are superior to other people. And you can do that through legalism, but you absolutely can do that through physical fitness and living a more liberal lifestyle. And yet when we live in this liberal lifestyle, we think we're immune to living in conceit when half the time we're pursuing that liberal lifestyle for the conceit that it gives us. And this is really where the issue is for us we delight in sin. We delight in what this pursuit gives us. We try to hide it, but this is what's true of us. We enjoy the conceit. We enjoy 
the selfish ambition that these things permit us. That's why we're pursuing them. And that's also why these things feel like life to us, because they are giving us what we want as sinners, because it is giving us that conceit. It is giving us that selfish ambition and we enjoy sin. But we have to realize that the end of these pursuits, the end of all sin, no matter how much we enjoy it in the moment, is always going to be death. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. And so this is right here is where we must choose obedience to God over self. This is the way that we overcome sin or we give in to our sin and are overcome by it. When we delight in sin, we have to turn away from that. We have to turn away from our desires for that conceit and selfish ambition. And we need to turn towards God and godliness and choose that. And by choosing that, we will find life in the ways of God and we will overcome our sin. The way out is obedience to God. And if we will not choose obedience to God because we choose our sin, it reveals that we want selfish ambition. We, we want conceit and we are content to seek after those things in denial of God and his word and ultimately to sin against our neighbor without any regard to what we're doing to them. We always think that when we choose these things, it's so much smaller than it is, but that is actually the cost. Sin is evil and it is evil against God and it is evil against our neighbor. And the issue is, is that we think we can hide this. We think we can act like we're not doing this just because we don't say it out loud. But it, it, we absolutely reek, reek of this selfishness, this self that is so prevailing so often in Christians. And that self has to be starved, not nurtured. So the question here is, is there, there no value in, in, in these things whatsoever and we should completely cut them off? No, it says there are, there's some value in these things. It says, for while bodily training is of some value, we, we are permitted to, you know, watch what we eat. We're permitted to do physical exercise. Those things have value and we don't have to cut those things out, but we have to realize why we're doing them. And I would say, even if we can't control doing them in a, in a godly way, then we shouldn't do them. We shouldn't be focused on these things. We should set them aside until we can maintain self-control in them. That's how important godliness is over these things. Godliness is far, far more important than what you eat. If what we eat is going to make us conceited against other believers and it's going to make us pursue vainglory, then who cares what you eat? That's secondary. But the problem for us is that we think that there is life in these things. We think that there's there's value in this stuff. And while there is a limited value, there's certainly not life in these things. And that is the problem. The world believes that there is life in these pursuits. They believe that there is purpose and meaning and all the things that we desire as human beings, they believe that they can find it in these pursuits. And so they, they run headlong after them. They run after physical fitness. They run after living after their dreams and pursuing their dreams. All while this is entirely centered on the self. And yet 
Are we going to agree with him and go after the same things that the world is going after? Or do we think that we're not living like the world? Because that's also part of the problem. A lot of times when we are living just like the world, we think that we're living differently from them. And it doesn't occur to us to stop and really look around and realize that this worldly person is doing exactly what I'm doing in pretty much exactly the same way. I might sprinkle some scriptures on top and they might sprinkle some, you know, worldly little quotes on top, but we're pretty much the same. And that should really stop us in our tracks and and cause us to look at our lives and realize that we are living after the wisdom of the world and not the wisdom of God. Because what does scripture say? It says, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way. Our lives are not to be lived after physical training. Our lives are to be lived after godliness. And if physical training is becoming the center of our lives, then we're clearly not living as we are called to in Christ. We need to realize that good is defined by obedience to God. We define good by abusing what God has given and making a God out of it. Yeah, God has provided plants to to give us strength, to feed us, to be our food, to nourish our bodies. God is good. His creation is good. But just because his creation is good doesn't mean the ways we take it and use it are good. That is what we have to recognize. There is so much life in, in God and there's so much revealed about God and his nature. And yet how many people live their entire lives loving nature and loving the wilderness and yet not knowing God? This is what the wisdom of the world comes to. While we we love the things of God in a certain way, yet we do not know God and we are completely contrary to him. It doesn't matter if you love nature. It matters if you love godliness. And, And in that godliness, you worship God who created these things. There's a very different heart that wants to sit and appreciate a sunset and, and, and enjoy the sunset, but does so completely denying God's existence, completely rebelling against the word of God, and yet wants to enjoy his creation, despising God, and a heart that enjoys the sunset because they love God and they trust him and they are looking to him. So I hope these are th- words that we can all consider, and I pray that we would all really look hard and long at our own lives and ask what are we living after? Are we living after the ideas of the world, dreams and physical fitness and, you know, wanting to be the next person on TED Talk? Or are we living after Christ and godliness? Hope to see you all again tomorrow. Take care. For more content like this, visit watchpost.org.